Welcome to Gym Class Revolution. I'm your host, Wendy. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a self-care coach who helps folks figure out consistent exercise regimens through actually enjoying exercise. So if you're looking for quick tips on how to lose weight, you won't find that here. Instead, if you're eager to delve into how to elevate your self-care and mental health with exercise, then come on in. You're in exactly the right place. Let's go! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Welcome to another episode of Gym Class Revolution. So my name is Wendy. I am your host. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm recording on Kalapuya land. Because it's fall... It always makes me think of starting a brand new semester or term where you get to start over with your efforts towards your goals. So with the season changing, I created a mindset reflection exercise to help folks understand their narrative around exercise and physical activity. So this exercise will help you first of all examine your backstory with exercise like what past experiences have been framing your narrative and then second identify the most significant action step that will help get you to your goals and third identify foreseeable obstacles before they happen so that you can think of ways to prevent them or deal with them before they happen so this mindset reflection exercise is available in my Instagram bio at Gym Class Revolution, as well as in the show notes below. So of the folks who work on this mindset exercise and fill it out, I'll be choosing five folks to hop on a free 30-minute call with me so we can set up an exercise reboot game plan to flesh out your next steps towards your goal. So for this episode, I'm going to walk through this exercise with my own experiences and shaping, you know, my own steps for my own goals, and then also bring it around to see, you know, what that might spark for you, how we can help you really delve into this exercise and make it work for you. So let's get started. The first question starts with, Search the deepest corners of your imagination or early childhood memories for the most exhilarating, inspiring, and out-of-this-world daydream version of yourself at maximum physical prowess. What does this look like? Is there a specific sport or activity? Paint a picture like in the cartoons when the protagonist is daydreaming in class. So I wanted to start off with this question because it's... It's good to start off on a high note, like what in your dream of dreams could you imagine that you could do? It's, it makes us start thinking and start thinking about what's possible and, or what's not even what's possible. Cause maybe we don't think that's possible, but what in our wildest dreams could happen? Because if we've thought about it, if we've seen it, it is physically possible. Maybe we don't feel like it is for ourselves, but maybe it's somewhere like it, it can tell us more than we think. For example, for me, mine is climbing monkey face on at Smith rock state park. It's located on Tanina lands in what's also known as Oregon. And for me, this is unimaginable a little bit um, because you see climbers who have been, you know, practicing for years and years. They've got lots of equipment. They have traditional equipment, which can burrow into cracks in the rock rather than depending on any bolts that have been drilled into the rock which is something I know I'm personally very intimidated by and it sounds like guaranteed death (laughs) 
and then it's multi-pitch which means your rope isn't going to be long enough to get all the way to the top so you have to go bit by bit um, once you get to the end of that rope you have to kind of um, hang out on the side of the mountain so that you can pull up your partners so then once they get up to where you are imagine I don't know 50 feet then they can belay you and hold onto the rope as you continue climbing so that in itself sounds really scary like not having anyone on the ground so you can both go careening to your deaths <laughs> so that's my out of this world daydream version of myself because I saw this really beautiful picture of someone climbing monkey face during the eclipse in 2017 and it looks so magical and kind of like having access it looked like the person who was there had access to a moment that was so special and so serene and so unique that no one else could have been there at that same time like experienced the eclipse while they were inside the mouth of monkey face i'll post a picture of it so that is my dream of dreams jade dream version of myself climbing monkey face so for you i'd ask what is your dream of dreams like what do you not even let yourself dream about that you could do some kind of vision of you being like a uh, accomplishing some kind of Herculean task that's completely outside of your reach. So the second question is, let's say you're Harry Potter and you're about to fight a Dementor, so you need to call upon your happiest memory to escape a fate worse than death. What's the strongest, happiest memory you have with being active? This can be anything, but it has to be strong enough to fight the dark arts. So I wanted to use this question to think about what are some uh, happy memories that you don't really think about very often. Maybe, you know, they are from your childhood or they're just something you don't really think about because you're always thinking about making progress, looking towards the future without having really thought about what in the past has really made me happy or empowered me to continue or even just take on these goals. For me, it was a little bit tough to think about um, I don't know if I have a super extreme memory of pure joy, but I did think about some things in my childhood that I had completely forgotten about, and if it weren't for this question, I don't think I would have really remembered, but one was when my sister and I were in elementary school or middle school, we hiked along a creek with my dad. And that was really fun because I don't think we really hiked very much as a family. And it was, uh, I think it's just those things where the details are the most exciting. Like we saw the creek from the backyard, but we never really investigated. And then I don't know how we all came upon it, but we were just continued walking along. And then my dad found this stick it was like a, I guess it might have been like a vine originally, but to me it looked like a staff, one might say, out of Lord of the Rings. Uh, if you don't know me very well, I I enjoyed Lord of the Rings, but I'm not a huge fan. 
it's a little bit too mainstream for me but you know how Gandalf has a pretty good staff it was like that and I was like oh my goodness how could we have found such a magical staff um you know just along this creek it's just like near our backyard and we were skipping along the creek and trying to cross it without getting our feet too wet and it was cool to do something with my dad um, because he was often really busy working so we didn't really uh, we didn't really hang out and go on too many adventures that I can remember another one I think was um, playing volleyball with my cousins in Peru it was my first time meeting the extended family on my mom's side like I'd only really known my family on my dad's side and it was my first time on a plane I was seven years old and it was really cool that there was this group of people that kind of looked like my mom and they all were waving really excitedly and I was like ah how is there this group of people that's inherently really excited to see me it's it's pretty cool I'd never met them but you know we were family but it was kind of hard to think about meeting family for the first time because I feel like often you're you're just born near family so you never officially meet them but here I was officially meeting them because I hadn't had the opportunity and it was really cool because my cousins were about my age and there was one night where we were playing volleyball in the street the sun had set already so because it got dark the light from the lampposts shed a shadow on electric wiring along the street so we used electric wiring shadows as the um uh what is it called as the border like the um the line that separates the two teams and I don't know if we were really even keeping score or something but it was so cool to feel like I was part of a group and we were just playing volleyball for fun and then uh, the third memory was also going to my middle school dance when I was in seventh grade. And oh, that was so fun because I had made a friend. Her name was Tammy, and she and I had volunteered to help decorate before the dance. And then we became friends, and then it was just like a day-long hangout like we were making I I think we were probably painting or just decorating or something doing something fun and then we were both jamming at the dance I think this was when um Shakira's laundry service album had come out so of course they played whenever wherever my jam of jams and it was such a great time I don't remember feeling at all shy or anything about dancing as I had been in the past so it was a very freeing and liberating experience to just have fun and I remember sweating and being kind of proud that I was exerting energy enough that I was sweating so I was being active um not in terms of like yay I'm burning calories but it was more of like I am having so much fun despite how active I am like how how much effort this costs with sweat so those were really pivotal memories for me that I guess I had just not really thought about um but I think they're really helpful because they're memories where I remember being really happy 
and not judging myself, not chastising myself for being as good as I think I should have. Or, you know, when I was hiking, I wasn't thinking about um, like how slow I was or how fast I was going. It was more of just having fun with my dad and my sister rather than assessing my performance. So for you with this question, I want you to take the opportunity to think about, like really dig into your past and unbury, dig up those memories that you kind of tucked away a little bit. Maybe they're not super prominent, but once you take a second to think about it, you remember, oh wait, I did have really fun that one time when I was a kid and I wasn't judging myself or I wasn't thinking about what I should look like or, um, you know, being really, what's the word, um, feeling inhibited because you don't want to look silly. So the next question is, with coronavirus and the pandemic and all these changes going on in the past couple of months, how has physical activity fit into your life these days? You can think about it like the last couple months, the last couple weeks, whatever time frame you like. Did you or do you still have exercise-related goals? And if so, what are they? So for you, I want you to think about what is your current state right now? Not where you want to be, but let's just think about right now. Um, so for me, I did have some goals over the pandemic. I wanted to run, my goal was to run a sub 25 minute 5k and lately running has fallen by the wayside because mostly I've been climbing with the occasional k-pop dance tutorial here and there. Um, climbing does make me happier and running requires a little bit more logistics of like you know the temperature outside enabling me to have the most enjoyment out of my time outside and then what with the smoke and everything things outdoors kind of took a pause. So my current goal right now is to get better at climbing. So then now that we've thought about where we are right now, I wanted us to think about what have we tried already towards these goals. So what feelings, events, experiences have happened with these efforts? And are you still trying to work towards these goals now? With this question, I really wanted to think about what have we tried because odds are when we set out goals, we think about what steps we take, we think about what steps we should take to get towards those goals. And if these are still goals, then odds are that those steps that were outlined or taken weren't successful. So it's good to assess, you know, what have we tried in the past that perhaps didn't help us or maybe they brought us closer but maybe not close enough maybe we ran into obstacles with these steps so that's what I really wanted to explore with this question what has happened in the past specifically with these goals and what feelings and experiences were tied into these maybe they give us insight as to what we might be feeling now so for example my goal with the sub 25 minute 5k, I tried a, a very beginner running plan. It's kind of like couch to 5k, but I like this one a lot better. Um, 
And that in itself, it was a success because there was a lot of walking and running, a combination of both, so that your body could get used to running without getting overexerted with just starting off the bat running. So that was successful. And once I finished that plan, I thought, okay, let's try a new running plan so that I can now fine-tune my um, my habit of running and turn that into more of a habit of increasing my speed so that I can get to that goal. And so uh, my, my love, he created a running plan for me. He was on the triathlon club in school, so uh, he had experience with working on his time, right? And so he helped me figure out a plan that involved hills like running up hills like sprinting up hills and then another plan of trying to get used to paces like um we would go to the track and I would have to do something like running some uh, like for example 200 yards or 200 feet I don't know um So it was practicing running at, let's say, a pace that would be about an eight and a half minute mile or eight minute mile, nine minute mile, what have you. It was like a ladder, so there was some jogging in between and then some um, exerted running where I was trying to get a feel for what specific paces felt like. And that plan, it was definitely very challenging, but I think it was too challenging for my level at that time it really mentally stressed me out like I kept thinking I can't I even told him I can't and uh, I'm a big proponent of the idea like whether you think you can or you can't you're right and so when I just kept saying I can't I kept kind of punishing myself and chastising myself for for thinking that I can't like like ah stop thinking that because if you think it, then it'll be true. And so I was like, it's like when you're mad about feeling mad, it was kind of like a cycle like that. Like I was, I was stressed. And so then I stressed myself out for being stressed. So it wasn't a very good plan for me at the time. So I thanked it, (laughs) a la Marie Kondo. I thanked it. And then I learned from it and I did away with it because it was not helping me and it was not sparking joy. So I pivoted and instead of committing to a running plan to help me improve my time, I just went running semi-regularly because I enjoyed it. And it was a lot of walking and running, kind of just having some time to be outside and listening to my favorite podcasts and YouTube videos. So it was more of a hangout kind of hobby thing with myself rather than really a running plan. And so then that's when I pivoted and I also um, got back into climbing because our climbing gym had reopened and uh, I'm still a little conflicted about it because of coronavirus and so that's why we really try to go during off hours. So like early Sunday morning when there's only like three people at the gym and then, you know, being sure to always wear our masks and drink water outside of the gym rather than inside where everyone's breathing all over the place so 
I got back into climbing regularly, so that's been really great because that's my main jam of exercise, climbing, and it was rough not to be able to climb because the gyms had closed and climbing outside isn't the easiest thing to get to. So um, having taken a month's off of climbing because of COVID really set me backwards and kind of threw me off a little bit because beforehand I had taken a clinic to confront my fear of falling for climbing. It was a four hour or so clinic and it was about a hundred dollars and at first I was like, ah, is this really necessary? Like a hundred dollars isn't anything to laugh at right now or it's, it's, it's significant, but if I've, if I've been climbing, I had been climbing three times a week and my biggest barrier was my fear of falling, whether that be bouldering where you're like 10, 15, 20 feet off the ground or whether I was leading where I would have maybe five, uh, three, I would have maybe three feet of slack, but because I was so scared of falling, that three feet would make me feel like I was plummeting to my death. So it was a major impediment to this hobby that I absolutely, I absolutely loved. So I thought this is a worthwhile investment. And so after that clinic, after that clinic, that was really helpful because I knew how to practice falling because I assessed where my threshold was. And so then I would gradually increase practicing falling from that distance and then take a step up and gradually increase that threshold. So that is what I had tried in the past in terms of my goals for running and for climbing. So for you, I want you to think about what have you tried? How successful was it? And what can you take away from these efforts in terms of your goals now and your efforts now? Ooh, okay. So here is my favorite question from the exercise. I made a reel slash TikTok video about this and oh, it was so much fun to make. I, If you haven't tried making any videos before, I recommend it if it's you know if you like being creative if you like filling in coloring books um, if you like doodling if you like puzzles I say why don't you try creating something brand new so I had a lot of fun with it so I hope you enjoyed it if you haven't seen it yet it's on my Instagram and it's my TikTok and um, essentially the script is where a coach is telling their client, so before you start any training goals, what is your relationship with exercise? What's your mindset? And the client's like, what? What are you talking about? And exercise is embodied by a person. And the client's like, oh, who are you? Where'd you come from? I've never met you in your life. And exercise is like, well, I don't know. I've been here your whole life because I'm the relationship between you and movement and you've been moving ever since you have been born. Ugh, it was so much fun. So that video was rooted in this question. So imagine physical activity as if it were your partner and you're in counseling together to discuss your relationship. 
You've been asked to write each other a letter as a cathartic exercise to be frank and earnest with your feelings about how physical activity has treated you and played a role in your life. Bullet point your letter below. And so for me, the first thing I said, you've made me feel like a failure. For example, I used to love hiking. Remember, it was one of my happiest memories when I was a kid hiking with my mom, with my dad and my sister. Um, but now hiking is complicated. A few years ago, I, oh goodness, a few years ago, I was working with a conservation crew. So we would hike to our workplace and that's where I met Charlie and he and I were on the same crew and we were walking back to our campsite from the workplace and I was always the slowest hiker one I was the shortest person on the crew but I also just wasn't as fast as the others so I had been always really self-conscious about this uh, during my time on the crew and Charlie he thinks he's being um like uh what's it called pol I'm not polite like like chivalrous maybe um and he offered to carry my tools and by tools we mean um like a pickaxe a shovel a hammer things that would obviously weigh me down in my uh like on my walk and make me walk slower probably he just wanted to be nice and do me this favor of climbing these tools which I knew but because I was so self-conscious about my hiking speed I thought he was saying hey let me take your tools because you're already slow so if you have these tools you'll be even slower so just give me your tools so you can have a better chance at keeping up uh it was so <sighs> it's it's funny now to think about it um and uh because I uh, <laughs> I knew that he didn't mean to do anything but it made me feel really bad and so I knew that he didn't say anything I think I knew that it was just me and my own insecurities so <laughs> I tried to wait for him to be alone so that I could say Charlie please don't offer to carry my tools again um, but our friend Will stuck around like all day for the rest of the day. But I was like, I know I have to say something now because communication is really important. So fine, Will was there. So I said, Charlie, I was really offended when you um, asked to take my tools. So please don't do it again. And so he was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, man. And so, so it's like how... <sighs> How can I start like a, mm. so it's kind of difficult, it had been difficult, maybe it still is a little bit difficult for me to agree to go on hiking trips and backpacking trips when I have this whole history of hiking, this recent history of hiking, despite my happiest, earliest memory, right, of hiking and having fun, but this really illuminates that negative self-talk that I told myself the chastising myself for being slow and how much pressure I put on myself for my performance and keeping up and how I perceived myself and how I thought other people were perceiving my performance <sighs> so 
I'd also thought about how physical activity had been really challenging because I think I felt like I didn't deserve it or I didn't deserve to spend money on it or on things I enjoy. So when I was a kid, I think in high school, I did take climbing lessons before and I learned how to tie knots and I did a little bit of climbing. I I think it was only like a week-long thing. Uh, I'm not super sure. And I decided not to continue because I thought it was expensive. I have had a history of feeling guilty for costing my parents money, which I've definitely talked over with therapists a lot because it's like my parents deliberately made that choice to have children in my case. And so they were prepared for the expenses and, well, maybe... I don't know about prepared, but they had chosen to take this option knowing, you know, that a lot will be required of them. And uh, it just, there's a lot, uh, it's so intertwined. I remember being five or six years old and asking my parents for crayons and asking for the 128 crayon box and I was like oh my goodness this is so luxurious I I couldn't tell you how much it cost but I thought I remember thinking I need to remember this like write this down so that I can remember to pay my parents back because this was just extravagant beyond anything and it's like my parents never told me anything like these are too expensive or or they never said anything they said yeah here you go but it's the Uh, these thoughts and these feelings from when I was a kid have been permeating throughout different sectors of my life like my financial endeavors and then my exercise endeavors I guess when I did take those climbing classes when I was in high school I felt like I don't deserve to ask for more money to continue this hobby even though I really do enjoy it because I feel guilty for all the money that I've already cost my parents. Because I feel pretty sure that if I had asked my parents, please take me to the gym, please get me a membership so I can continue climbing, they would have given it to me and we would have been fine financially. We had the resources. So So that would be another part of my letter to exercise. So, yeah, it wasn't until recently where I've been really concentrating on a lot of personal development and delving into fears about why, like really getting to the root of things, like I just thought I hated hiking now. I told Charlie, I was like, I don't like hiking anymore. I don't want to go hiking anymore. And I didn't really think about why I didn't like hiking. Why did I place so much, so such high expectations on myself? Why was I assessing my performance when we were just out for a walk, like a fun Saturday weekend activity? I didn't really dig into that until I was really delving into questions like these and really asking, why do I feel these why do I feel this way about these things? So for you, I really want you to dig deeper. Like if you think exercise is boring or you don't have time for it, really think about why. Like why 
why have you chosen your exercise? Why do you feel this way? It's it's not just a surface level answer. It's like with procrastination. It's like, yeah, I don't want to do my homework. But why didn't you want to do your homework? Were you afraid? Because if you tried it, then you would have to have because then you'll be called to deliver and if you can't deliver then how is that going to reflect on you and how's that going to make you feel if you procrastinate will you delay that will you have a reasonable excuse to say I didn't do well because I didn't give myself enough time so this is really intertwined with so many different facets of our lives so I really want you to take the time to think about this question. If exercise were a person that you've lived with your entire life, which we all have because we've been moving ever since we've been born, what experiences have framed your narrative around exercise and how does that make you feel now with your current exercise goals and your current efforts? Okay, so here we are at the end of the exercise. There are two more questions, but they can be wrapped up together. So the next question is, review your answers and reflect on your feelings about physical exercise. Take a breather, pour yourself a cup of figurative ginger lemon tea. Self-reflection is hard work, so give yourself some grace. You have some insight now as to what your current relationship is with physical activity. What do you want your relationship to look like going forward? What do you think is the first step to get there? What would be the perfect resource to help you take this first step? The purpose of this question is for you to look back at everything you've thought about in this exercise and think about and think about truly what do you want to so now that you've reflected on all of these memories where do you want to go from here? What do you want your relationship with physical activity to look like going forward? Because it's like, if you've established that you have goals, what are you going to do now? What is the first step you're going to take to get there? And so, for example, for me, my goal was generally climb better. Get better at climbing so that I can tackle more difficult problems. And I think also kind of mm, tackling, you know, that fear of following, that fear of failure so that I can indeed do the problems that I know I can do. I have the strength. I have the technique down to do these. The only thing I thought that was really stopping me was my fear of falling. And I thought about my past efforts. I had tried climbing three times a week you know, trying a little bit every now and then, you know, tackling problems that were a little bit more intimidating. And I took that clinic that helped me practice with dealing with falling. And so I thought there have to be other resources out there. So I found a climbing coach. Her name is Chelsea and she's, ah, she's exactly what I needed. (laughs) So at first I was kind of like, hmm, I kind of thought maybe she would just say, like, just believe in yourself and, um, you know, get a, and maybe cheesy things like that. Um, But then she said some things that really hit home for me. She said it took her eight or, I don't know, another significant amount of years to get out of her plateau. So I was like, whoa, 
I don't want to spend eight years at this level when I could get help to get out of here. Like, And then she also had a lot of content that was talking about mindset. Like, it's not just you fear falling, but it's deeper. It goes deeper than that. Like, is it failing? Is it loss of control? And she said things like believing that you can do a route is the most important step to actually getting there. And that really resonated with me because I keep, Charlie and I keep talking about this at when we climb. Like if we don't get a certain move, we ask each other, did you believe that you could do it? Like, were you believing enough? So I thought that Chelsea was on the same wavelength as me. And so then I thought, okay, I, I, <laughs> so this is, this. if I invest in her coaching program, it will be a significant amount of resources. It's a three-month-long program, so it's not just a one-day clinic or anything. But I thought, climbing is so important to me, and it makes me feel so proud and so powerful of myself, which has always been a struggle for me. And so if someone is offering me this um, opportunity so that I can get a streamlined plan on how to improve so that I save years off of my efforts and guessing what I should do, you know, taking or researching YouTube videos. I think I'd be doing myself a disservice from not taking this opportunity, especially if I do have the financial resources to invest in this. Because uh, it's like money this is might be a little bit woo, but I feel like money is energy. It gives us the power to do things and freedoms and opportunities. So it's like, what is the sense of hoarding all of this energy if I don't put it to good use? And if climbing is an avenue where I feel proud of myself and I feel like like I can actually believe in myself that I can accomplish things, why would I not invest in getting more of that feeling, getting more of that empowerment that makes me feel like, yes, I can do this and look how much more I can, I have done and I can do. So I'm really thankful that I found Chelsea and that I do have the resources because again, this is privilege. I have the privilege to have the financial resources to do this, the time to do this, the means like vehicles to get me to do this and all the equipment that it requires, the membership that it requires. So if I have the privilege to do this, why not do it? And with where I want my relationship with exercise to go from here, I want it to be like a partnership, a partnership where I'm investing in getting better and exercise in turn is making me feel more powerful, more skilled, more proud of my efforts because that's something I've struggled with a lot, being proud of my efforts. So I determined that the first step to get there was to take on this coaching program and that would be the perfect resource to help me get started towards this goal of getting better at climbing. More specifically, I would like to climb V4, like send V4, Sending means where you've attempted the problem a few times, so it isn't the first attempt where you get it, um, but regardless of the number of attempts, you do complete it without falling or using a hold that is not part of the problem. And right now that seems 
like a, an attainable goal. And uh, I'm super pumped because I've already started working on it. And I'll uh, save more of that for a future episode. So I really would love if you took a look at the exercise so that we can really make sure that your efforts towards your exercise goals on the right foot. So my mindset reflection exercise is available in the link in my Instagram bio and I'll also include it here in the show notes below wherever you're listening to this episode. And I hope that this can really help you. If anything sounds confusing, please, please, please do let me know because this is meant to help you. Um, I really want the results of my podcast to help folks feel more empowered and feel more successful with their endeavors because I earnestly do believe that exercise is meant to celebrate what your body can do and how good it can make you feel instead of how I know I've been conditioned that to believe that exercise is more of a punishment so I created this exercise so that we can get farther away from that old mindset and more towards something a little bit more positive so that can take care of ourselves better I think this has been the funnest episode so far so I really hope you have some fun maybe? I don't know. It's going to be tough work going through this exercise for yourself, but I would, I really hope that this is helpful and I hope you have a great day. Please wash your hands. Please wear a mask. Please take care of yourselves. Stay away from social media if you need a break and take care. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gym Class Revolution podcast. If you'd like to follow along for more, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and check out my other content on my Instagram. My Instagram handle is Gym Class Revolution. That's Golf, Yankee, Mike, Charlie, Lima, Alpha, Sierra, Sierra, Romeo, Echo, Victor, Oscar, Lima, Uniform, Tango, India, Oscar, November.